You're listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. It's time once again for American RVer. Glad you could join us. On this show, we give you a look at the new Rand McNally handheld GPS, the Forest 850. It's a must-have for all of you outdoor enthusiasts, including those of you who like to geocache. Next, we travel to Forest City, Iowa, and Jeff Baker, Winnebago Midwest Territory sales rep, shows us a new towable called Light 5. We've got a lot to show you, so sit back and let's get started. And welcome to this edition of American RVer. I'm Jim Gritch, and we're going to do a kind of an interesting segment this uh, this time around. Uh, we're going to be talking about the new Rand McNally Forest 850. Now, the outdoor market has gotten uh, really big. People hiking, biking, um, geocaching, anything you could do with a handheld GPS, and so. We decided to ask Rand McNally if they would let us borrow their uh, the new Forest, and it's very new on the market. And <clears throat> I, basically, Rand McNally had kind of partnered up with uh, Mare Dumont, uh, which is out of Europe, and it's a navigation company in Europe. And they uh, basically put their heads together, came up with this particular unit. And this unit is handheld, as you can see comes with a bunch of different things um, but first I want to actually go back a little bit I want to tell you a little bit about how Rand McNally started because you probably don't know uh, how they got together Rand and McNally started the company back in 1856 and then in 1924 Rand McNally put out the first road atlas and I'm sure almost everyone has had one of their road atlases and in uh, 1994 one of the other milestones that they made was uh, the IntelliRoute programming. Uh, that was something that you could put on your computer and you can put routes together so you can plan your trips out. And then another thing happened in 1999 where they <clears throat> basically put together a portable GPS unit for the Palm. Remember the Palms that they used to have out there, um, which is similar to uh, a, a small computer and of course nowadays that's a whole different ball game with our phones are even more powerful than the palm but in 1999 they had the first gps to go with that and then came the forest 850 in 2013 and so rand mcnally has just come out with this and it's a as i said a handheld gps it takes uh, two AA batteries and it is a pretty interesting unit so what does the forest 850 do that other gps units that are handheld do not do? Well, first of all, it's got 5 million miles of roads and trails integrated into the map set in this particular unit. So you don't have to download any maps. Everything is all in there out of the box. Um, it's got a 1 to 24,000 scale hydrography, it's called, uh, which is the science and measurement and description and mapping of the surface waters of the earth as it refers to navigation. So you have all the lakes and streams and the difference in, in level for all those lakes and streams as opposed to the topography around them. 
Uh, so that's kind of interesting, and a lot of uh, handheld GPSs don't have that. Millions of points of interest, which includes campgrounds, attractions, ranger stations, drinking water, trailheads, all kinds of things like that. And uh, the trail data that they have integrated into this comes from over 150 different sources. So it is packed with a lot of information. Now, as far as the hardware itself, it's a three inch touch screen. Uh, it runs at 240 by 400 pixels. Uh, it is waterproof. It's got uh, eight gigabytes of internal memory. Comes with a USB cable. Uh, and that's so you can hook the forest up to your computer, so you can download geocache information and some other information. Um, it also uh, comes with a bicycle mount, an anti-glare uh, screen protector, and two standard AA batteries so that you can use it right out of the box and you don't have to buy anything else. Now why would you use the Forest 850 instead of like your smartphone that you use for navigating around town? Well, first of all, if you're out in the wilderness or anywhere that is off the beaten path, you probably don't want to use your phone to run down the batteries just in case you need it. And that Forest is very good as far as uh, power management and things like that. You might risk damaging your smartphone because, of course, if you drop it, drop it on some rocks or whatever, you know what happens then. The screen cracks or breaks, and uh, this is a much more rugged uh, form factor here in, in the uh, forest. And uh, many smartphones, believe it or not, only allow a GPS signal to come through when they're hooked to a cell service. So if you're out somewhere where there is no cell service, then your smartphone won't work anyway. The Forest A50 has a bunch of unique features, and I'll just touch the surface with a few of them. Um, they have P POI search where you can search around the town, around your location, and find different POIs, maybe something that you'd want to see. Um, you can do route preferences so that you can avoid roads if you're going on a hike or trails or whatever you want to do. You can put in those preferences and set it up for your particular purposes. Some of the key features are um, advanced routing and navigation. It has spoken uh, instructions so that when you're uh, going out there you don't have to watch the screen all the time when you're on a trail it'll actually tell you to turn right to turn left to go straight so that's kind of nice you don't have to keep track of this and keep watching it all the time um, it also has a uh, route preferences if you want it to be on hilly routes you can do that if you want to be on a flat route you can tell it to be on a flat route as well um, you can customize the forest for each individual. If you want this customized in a particular way for the way you go through trails or um, the way you particularly use it, that's not a problem. That can be done. And the other thing it has is uh, for the geocaching folk is paperless geocaching so that you can actually load a geocache from your computer right into the unit and you never have to have a piece of paper with you. It'll do the coordinates and give you all the information right here on the forest. Now, <clears throat> they also have supporting hardware, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, supporting software that's called Trailhead software. And Trailhead supports the PC only at this time. It doesn't uh, have a Mac counterpart, but they are working on that at Rand McNally. Um, but that you can look at geocaches from there. Um, you can review hikes. Um, you can look at rides, you can put in a particular route and, and schedule your route, um, and you can transfer those files between your PC and the forest using that Trailhead software. That can be found at the Rand McNally site, which is randmcnally.com. 
Um, it's a pretty rugged unit. Um, it, the price for the unit is $399, which I think is a pretty darn good price for everything it does. And um, as I said, everything is integrated in it. It does have a color touch screen. And um, I think we should try it out. What do you think? Let's take a little trip. Let's try to grab a geocache somewhere using the forest and see how it performs. So why don't you come with me to the computer and we'll pick a geocache and we'll get out on the road. Now that we know a little bit of history about Rand McNally and a little something about this Forest 850 made by Rand McNally, we're gonna show you how to actually do a cache. Uh, go out there and do some geocaching. Uh, and I've never really done this before, so it's gonna be new to both of us. So I'm gonna take my Rand McNally, I'm gonna just set that down for the moment, and we're going to geocaching.com. That's the site that is kind of linked with this forest. Um, go to geocaching, it's the home page, and then we're gonna go to play, and we're gonna go hide and seek a cache. And now, there's different ways that you could actually get a geocache in your area. Uh, what I'm gonna do, since I'm not that familiar with this area, I'm gonna put in our postal code, and I'm gonna say I wanna go within 10 miles, and then I'm gonna say go, and it'll bring up the caches in, within 10 miles of my location. And you'll see in the middle that there are two green caches. Uh, greens are basically beginner caches because I've got the beginner cache uh, checkbox checked. And so it's highlighting those for us. And so beginner cache is like a one or a 1.5. So uh, I think I'm gonna pick this one. Uh, it looks like it's a good size box. It's not a real tiny cache or anything. Um, it gives you all kinds of information. It says it's 4.6 miles west of us. Um, uh, last time someone actually found one uh, was today, as a matter of fact. So it uh, looks like we're going to be the second folks to go over there and find the cache. So I'm going to click on it, and it's going to be a screen that has more information on it. It shows that the difficulty is a 1, terrain is a 1, so it's pretty easy to get to. Um, it gives you driving directions. Um, and now if you have a PC, you can hook that into your uh, forest, and the forest will actually log in from the geocaching site, and it will download all that information directly to it. I don't. I have a Mac. So what I'm doing is I'm going to put in the coordinates, the latitude and longitude, and punch that in directly, which I actually already have done. And um, a couple of other things you can see here is you can view a gallery. And on the gallery, you can see where it is. And it looks like it's in the Hyde Cemetery, and uh, thus the name of it. Um, also, in this particular uh, cache, someone has put in a picture that shows approximately where it is. Because of the nature of this, it's a cemetery, they didn't want people to go and look around and uh, decide to you know, move some headstones or things like that to try to find the cache. And it's not at a gravesite, it's near the gravesite. So that's why this person put in this particular picture to uh, keep people away from the headstones and things like that, So, which was probably a smart thing to do. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to find this no Mr. Hyde and uh, see if we can jump in the car. Like I say, it's about five miles away and we'll uh, check it out and we'll uh, take you on a little visual trip of how we get there.
Looks like we're getting close. We're at the Hyde Cemetery. I've got uh, my Forest uh, 850 in hand, and it says we just got a little farther to go. So open up the gate. And let's go in and see if we can find that geocache. All right, well, it looks like the uh, cache is off in this direction. So, and we were, we got a little bit of a hint that it's by rocks. So it looks like it must be amongst these rocks over here somewhere. So that's right, I'm headed. And I have to look around a little bit. This looks like a good possibility. They said that uh, the little hint was it was under a rock. Uh, this looks like it could be the place here. So let's, let me give it a shot. And there is something under here. And it's a little tube. And uh, let me just put the fours down over here. And look at it. And sure enough, it's got a little log book in here. And so I'm going to sign into that, showing that I actually found this geocache. It's got a bunch of different things in here, a baseball whistle and Oh, some other interesting little things that <laughs> a hairpin it looks like. And uh, I'm, I don't have anything with me to put in here, so I'm not going to take anything out of this geocache, but I will sign the book. And uh, it's, that was kind of fun to find that. The forest, the, uh, forest took me right to it, and uh, it was in probably around a 20-foot uh, uh, radius of where it said it was. So that's pretty darn close. And it was pretty easy to find, too, and since I'm a beginner, that was good. So it looks like uh, that's it. I'm gonna head back to the coach now. I'm gonna put this uh, back into the spot for the next person to find this geocache and check out this uh, Forest uh, 850. I think you'll have a good time with it, especially if you do a lot of geocaching, even if you do trail walking and some uh, bike biking on trails. It's a great unit to have, that's for sure. So we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back with more of American RVer right after this. We'll return with a look at the new Winnebago fifth wheel called the Light 5. An RV service facility and dealership should put the customer first. The service riders, office staff, techs, and salespeople must be geared towards making the customer happy and coming up with solutions for any problem. This customer first attitude is found in the Southeast's best sales and service center, Alliance Coach. Customer service sets Alliance Coach apart from other dealerships. With full-service bays, a customer campground and lounge, reasonable rates, and knowledgeable staff, they guarantee your satisfaction. Experience a different kind of RV service center. Experience Alliance Coach in Wildwood, Florida. We're in Forest City, Iowa at Winnebago Industries, and we're going to be talking about their towable line. Many of you may not know that Winnebago has towables, but you've had it for about two and a half years. So here to talk with me about it is Jeff Baker, and he's a regional sales manager for the towable the towable division. Lines, yeah, mm -hmm. in the Midwest. Right. Yes, we've had uh, Tobles since uh, December of 2010, uh -huh. and uh, we've been moving along, started out small, and we're growing the line, and eventually we will have a full spectrum of Tobel products from large to small. Okay. We're filling that in right now. This is our Winnebago Light 5. This is the largest product that we build today. It is a fifth wheel. And, um, and how a, long is it? This particular unit is a 28-footer. It's a bunkhouse model, which is kind of fun because yeah. now we're building something for families. Right. This is going to bring more people into the Winnebago fold, giving them an opportunity to start the kids out and, and travel. So what's the price point of this fifth wheel? 
This is going to have an MSRP in the low 40s. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a nicely equipped unit. Right. Weight-wise, this is a product that weighs 8,500 pounds approximately. It's going to have a gross vehicle weight rating of 10,500 pounds. So this is a, a, a great companion to the new heavy halves and the light three-quarter ton gas trucks. Oh, nice. You don't have to go out and buy a big... Uh, Big Dooley diesel, right, absolutely. Right. And so, again, this gives right. people an opportunity to buy a tow vehicle that they can right. use on a daily basis and yet it, for family use, right. and yet it makes a great tow vehicle for this product. Yeah, let's talk about the front cap of this. It's oh, really yeah. very pretty. Um, this is a great piece of fiberglass. We're really kind of proud of it. It has a lot of detail in the cap. It is painted, mm -hmm. so it it, uh, it it matches very nicely, complements the gel coat exterior sidewall that we'll talk about a little bit later, um, and has a, a great look. We also did a little fun stuff here right. with some LED, LED lighting. Lights. When you're in the campgrounds, you turn your LED lights on and it... Wow. Yeah, you can find <laughs> it. But it's also a great piece in that it's functional. It allows, with its radius, pickup trucks with short beds to have tighter cramp angles. Okay. So now we can have better maneuverability in those campgrounds. Really important for fifth wheels. Yes, it is. I've seen a lot of fifth wheels try to back in. Okay, and owners of fifth wheels try to try back, to back in. in. Yeah. And then they get too tight and the fiberglass right. gets into the back end that. of their cab and there's damage right. and okay. it ruins a vacation. Well, Jeff, let's go around to the side. Let's talk about the, the gel coats and some other things mm -hmm. on the outside. So, Jeff, looking at the sidewall of this, you talked about a gel coat. What does that mean? Uh, this is a poured fiberglass sidewall. And what I mean is it is fiberglass in the same sense as a boat bottom would oh. be. So it's a product that is very durable. It's going to look good for a long time. It's easy to keep clean. Right. And the really great thing about it is it's going to hold its value. This is going to add residual value to the product. You add the name Winnebago and a little fiberglass, and it's a winning Terrific. combination. Yeah. Okay. We also are really um, uh, concerned and, and think a lot about usage. Mm -hmm. So storage is a big part of camping. We make it a point to use extra large doors on this product. We also have a slam latch feature that's really nice. These are metal slam latches, unlike some of the other manufacturers you might see mm -hmm. going to the slam latch um, using plastic. These are metal and they function so nicely, just a real quick, easy open. And as right. we open this, I think you'll be able to see that this is a thick door. Right. A little thicker than what you typically may find in a lot of fifth wheels. This is going to give you a little more insulation, a little more sound insulation, heat, cold. Right. And you can see that the back of those slam latches have protector plates, so you have cargo moving inside, might bump up against those, um, those mechanisms, mm -hmm. you're not going to damage those. Okay. And That's can, a huge storage area uh, underneath of there. It, this is one and of the largest. Through. And it is passed through. Um, and when you look up inside, you can see that we've used astrofoil bubble insulation and aluminum framing, which this product is a fully aluminum caged product. Okay, All that's what sides. makes it so light. It helps tremendously. Right. And it also helps um, when and if there is ever a water infiltration, you don't have dry rot. Oh. So it's it's a okay. it's a big advantage.
Right. Um, but again, as I was saying, we insulate this, which helps keep that living area much more comfortable. And again, here's one of the beauties of the slam latch. It slams nice? shut and it's yeah. done. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's take a look inside and see okay. what the features are there. Let's do that. Jeff, one of the things I noticed when I first walk in is how spacious this feels. For a 29-foot coach, it's, it's big. big. Yeah, yeah. and um, that's typical of fifth wheels. You get the ceiling height when you have slide rooms that are deep like these. These mm -hmm. are 48 inches deep. It really pushes the living space out and opens things up. Right. It's, it's comfy. Now, this particular coach in this living area, we've got the dining area, which obviously must fold down into a bed. Mm -hmm. You have this great love seat, mm -hmm. and that folds into a bed too. Yep, we can make that into a bed. And then back in the back, you've got two bunk beds, which mm -hmm. is very unusual. Mm -hmm. And that's separated by a solid core door. Oh. So we have a true rear bedroom for the kids. Right, okay. Their own storage, their own TV location, their no own kidding. beds. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then of course up front, we're gonna have the master bed yep. and the bathroom. Mom and dad go to the other end. Right, and this is the aunts and the uncles, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll sleep eight. It can sleep eight, right. very comfortably. Okay, and of course you've got freezer, refrigerator, two burner gas stove, I presume. Three. Oh, a three burner gas stove. Yeah, awesome. that's a three burner gas stove okay. with an oven, piezo starter, oh. and we have the range top, which adds workspace Counter when you space. Yeah, yep, absolutely. When you close this down. Of course, microwave kitchen sink and all that mm -hmm. so it looks very comfortable for a, a family like you said this is really designed for family camping it gets people out yeah absolutely mm -hmm. yep. well it's real pretty i really like it of course you've got your tv some storage great places to show off the kids stuff baseball they're, they're, pictures yeah, absolutely all yes, their brag all items yeah yep. And uh, we use the Jensen television. That's a 32-incher in this. Mm -hmm. Jensen is the only manufacturer that builds a mobile-use specific product. The, uh, the uh, circuit boards are thicker, heavier. They are rubber-mounted, and they are also sealed for moisture. So oh, it's no a kidding. great television for okay. mobile use. Good. The uh, stereo system is a touch screen. We could go over here and play with this. Sure. But you turn it on and it will bring up a touch screen that um, you can change stations. Let's get the sound right. We have a lot of static here. Um, Technology has yeah. improved so much over the years. You can mm -hmm. do so much more in any motor coach or fifth mm -hmm. wheel or travel trailer than mm -hmm. you ever could before. And that's Bluetooth. Oh, no kidding. So you can sync your phone to that and play your your playlist right off your phone. Okay, that sounds great. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Let's uh, walk up to the front sure. and take a look at that front bedroom and bath. Go right ahead. Now we come up into the bedroom area and I see probably a queen size bed. Mm -hmm. And we've got two nice storage areas on either side. And then there's another closet on the driver's side wall. It looks like a lot of space for people. A lot of hanging space. It's important to get lots of places where you can hang your shirts and your mm -hmm. pants and your dresses and your blouses. Um, also, you'll notice that the open compartment or the space at the head of the bed mm -hmm. has 110 outlets on either side. That's for folks who need uh, breathing devices, CPAPs. Right. For and then also storage there if you need to put something there if that you need at night time. So that's good. And yeah. each person has an individual light 
right. all the lighting throughout this coach is LED lighting. Oh, great. Uh, it's, it's new, it's exciting, it has some great advantages in that it does not draw as much amperage. Right. You can go far longer on a dry camp running off of your batteries. Mm -hmm. using the LED lighting and it's uh, it's it's just uh, very attractive. You don't get that ugly yellow glare that you get out of the right. old pancake light. And you look at the um, the woodwork in here and the trim and everything is very well finished. It looks more again like a, a class A. Mm -hmm. That's the, the kind of craftsmanship that um, we're challenged to do with the Winnebago name on the side do a lot of nice things in the bathroom. You'll notice that we use a full glass shower install along with a nice skylight above that. Our sinks are a full-size sink, not just a little bitty small spit mm -hmm. cup, I call them. <laughs> um, and we use porcelain toilets. Oh, that's a nice feature because a lot of them are plastic. Yes, they are. The porcelain is easier to clean, just mm -hmm. lasts a long time, doesn't mm -hmm. uh, deteriorate right. or yellow over time. So thanks for being with me today, Jeff. I sure do appreciate you being a part of American RV. It was fun. Good. And uh, welcome to Winnebago Industries to the towable line. Absolutely. That's, that's great. So if you're out there watching American RV and you're interested in a fifth wheel or some other towable, think about Winnebago Industries too. And your web address is www.winnebagoind.com Okay, so you can get more information on the website or come on up to Forest City, the weather's great. Beautiful. <laughs>